I'm Dwayne Brummett. He's Ali Albarigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Albarigo. Again, schoolunertalk.com. Allie, great to be with you, sir. Yes, great to be with yes, you as well. Great to be with you as well. I, I look so I look tan. I think I gotta change my lighting. I look too tan. <laughs> so as we're we're broadcasting, because we, we've got a topic that we're gonna talk about today, but I, I wanna give an update because I know in previous podcasts we've talked about this. Is we did uh last year, and it wasn't my idea, it was my head instructor, Mr. Bean's idea to do um a buddy week, but he, you know, we came up with a whole glorified thing, making it uh, National Martial Arts Appreciation Day, uh, or excuse me, month. And so last year we had a total of 66 buddies come in. I forget now the percentage of people that did trials and yada, yada, yada. And then we kept four of them all the way throughout the year until this time, you know, from this time last year to this year, four of them are still with us. That being said, we really wanted to make it a huge deal this year. And you and I were talking back and forth on some ideas and, you know, from, and you, you did a, a, a beautiful, wonderful and appreciated, uh, you doing this, a, a virtual seminar. So we had yeah. my, my, uh, people sign up. We only allowed 30 to come. And then, um, you know, you were pumped in to, you know, our class. Yeah. On a Saturday morning. Yeah. That through Zoom. Awesome. So much. Yeah. Fun. You got to tell your story. And so like every single week we've been talking about different martial arts, uh, you know, and martial artists and why we appreciate them from, of course, Bruce Lee to Chuck Norris. I can't tell yeah, you how so many people don't even know who Chuck Norris is. They don't know any of the martial artists that we remember. No. Uh, so some of the yeah. parents don't either, like a young parents, because they weren't they weren't brought up in the era where martial art movies were like a staple in everyday life. Crazy, crazy. So, um, and then all of us as instructors, we, we uh, actually shot videos and why we were appreciative of martial arts and those types right. of things. All that being said, my goal this year was to have, instead of 66 buddies come in, have a hundred. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's why we did the t-shirts. We did 200 t-shirts so that if you brought a buddy, then you, you get a t-shirt, your buddy gets a t-shirt. That's great. Dude, at our main location, we already are at 133 um, people that are registered to come in this week. Now, I know some people aren't going to make it. You know, I right. get that. But even if it's only 5% that don't make it, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And then at our second location, we have right now 11 people. So you're looking at, what is that? Uh, uh, almost 150. So 140, my math isn't that good. 144, no, 145 people right so that's like crazy that. and i and i i did really well too but nowhere near like what you did i think we have and we have this week as well where the people are bringing people in but i think i got maybe about 20 or so the first week and i'm hoping to get another 20 or 30 this week um same thing giving out a t-shirt and and so on so i think that's pretty awesome and i have a lot of interest though the interesting thing is a lot of these people by the way, which have probably still been sitting out there waiting to come into our school. We just didn't have the right venue to motivate them and get them the, you know, buddy weeks to get them going. So we really built the hype around the National Martial Art Appreciation Month. And then that got the people to really want to bring in their buddies. So, I mean, if I, 
I'd be happy if I signed 10 or 15 of those people up. And yeah. uh, it, it, you know, to me, you know, the numbers are, you know, basically, you know, I, you know everyone wants the most, of course, but I look at it and I go, Hey, 30, 40 leads come in the door. If I sign up 10 or 12, I'd be happy. Even if I'm doing like, you know, a small 25% of whatever leads I'm getting. Right. Yeah. And, and that's why, like for us, we just do one week. So it's the last yeah. week of the month for us. So we're pumping it up, pumping it up, pumping it up yeah. to the last week. We strategically do that anyways, just because in our curriculum cycle, the last week of every September is always a sparring week. Uh-huh. So I can, I can afford in a, in a curriculum lesson to not do sparring that week and, you know, do a buddy week, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, totally does. But I want well, to give everybody an update because I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I know, me too. And and by the way, I have to say thank you because when we started chatting about this, it was, um, I'm like, wow, I, I'm the one thing I can say about the way I think is like, I'm always thinking of, oh, you know, for example, I was in Nashville on vacation, right? And I'm looking at the vast amount of people that are there, just like, if I could envision in a cartoon, there would be money floating through the sky, like everywhere. You could just reach up because people spending like, I mean, we, we go out to dinner. It's two, two of us, you know, 200 bucks, you know, nightclubs, you, you know, it was just amazing the amount of wealth and money being spent. Then you say to yourself, like, how is anyone, you know, in our area, my area, you know, struggling? I, I was going to say, and that's cheap because you're not a drinker. You add right. in. Oh, yeah you add in two or three drinks at your, at oh, your yeah. table for, cause usually, well, my, you know, one person's going to do two or yeah, three. Yeah, My drinks. wife makes up for both of us. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now she has a drink or two, but you know, sometimes to make her feel good, I'll have a mocktail, like a yeah. fake cocktail. Right. So, and they're still charging me the same price, $12 for a little tiny glass of, you know, a mojito, which is like lime juice and soda. But, but it's in, incredible. Like, you know, I look at it and go like, wow, you know, and by the way, I have this in my school. Like people will say, well, what's the price before I come in? I don't want, I don't want to make my kids fall in love before I sign up and, uh, you know, and come in there. And I'm like, just come in and see what we're all about because there's so much that we have to offer. Right. But then they're already penny pinching, but yet then I go out and I see people dropping, like for instance, we're listening to a band and at the end of the night, the last song, they say, we'll play any song anyone wants, but you have to bid for it. The high, and you don't get your money back. If you bid a hundred bucks, then, you know, the highest bid will play whatever song you want. And someone dropped a thousand dollars in cash into their tip bucket. And I'm like, you know, like the, the money that's just flying around. So like for all of us school owners, we're super conscientious about what we charge, not to overdo it, nickel and dime people and so on. But really the money is out there. Right. So be careful that you just don't paint your own picture and paint it into a bad position. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because a lot of it is in your head. I remember uh, yeah. Dan Kennedy talking about the fact that, um, you know, somebody somebody said, well, you got a lot of balls uh, yeah. ask, asking for, you know, this price or whatever. And, right, right. And, and he's like, no, I just I, that's if you're if you don't want it, you're not going to pay for it. Like, you right. know, yeah. and I remember him because uh, through Stephen Oliver, I got to meet Dan Kennedy. And I remember, uh, you know, him just saying that, you know, you want to up your prices and and you're worried about you know, talking to somebody and uh, like one of the parents, right. all you do is just practice it in the mirror. Yes, man. Yeah. Yes, Mrs. Jones. It's, it's one sixty nine mm-hmm. a month. And you I, know? and I, um, 
I have to tell you, like it's sometimes, and you know, I I like to admit things to people. Like I'm not the type of guy that tries to hide behind some fake persona. So like if I failed, I'll clearly let everyone know where I failed. Like that's why a lot of our listeners are like, Oh, thanks for sharing honestly for you and I, right. There's that topic's never been talked about. Everyone paints this Instagram picture where everyone's rich with Ferraris. Meanwhile, you have like a broken down Kia and you're living in it. Right. Um, but, uh, but so what I, I like to do is, is share that knowledge, but I kind of feel like I've been kind of in gotten beaten down into submission a little when it comes to wanting to sell. So I was, I'm trying this very soft sales approach, almost like I don't want to look like I'm trying to lock them in. And I just started to shift back to the old alley and go like, listen, what, what are we doing here? Why, why are you not signing up? Why don't we get this going? Like I had a mom went from a basic program and just a few conversations to our highest uh, elite, which is our team, team leadership, character development and our black belt club all into one. And she's a 12 year old girl who's been training, loves the school. The mom loves our dojo. Why don't I ask her? Mm-hmm. So I did. And she, you know what her answer was? Okay. Yeah, like that. Course. I'm going like, why, why, you know, why didn't I do that before? That was the old me where I'd be a little bit more upfront and out, you know, outspoken about the benefits and why they're doing things. We have two good comments of one of our um, guests that we've had in the past. And also he, uh, he also is a contributor always on the comment section. Um, Sensei Anthony Arango from the Martial Art Institute, who, by the way, has run his school for 45 years. He wrote, our job is to educate our students on the history of the martial arts every day, giving you and the instructors an opportunity to speak at the end of class where parents can listen in the children's class and adults enjoy the history and the culture. Um, That's what you were talking about before, like those mat chats, right? And then he also wrote, the Art of Survival magazine gives us a perfect opportunity. We've used your article, my article um, to promote the tournaments. Um, cause I, they did an article on me and, uh, and they're doing it on many local martial artists. And he, and Sensei Arango is the, uh, Long Island representative for that magazine. So he's getting a lot of the locals into the magazine, um, because they deserve it. Right. And, and they just get ignored because they haven't been on the silver screen. So anyway, what, Want to tell everyone the actual topic and yeah 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 we, we digressed for a little bit but the actual topic today is um, you know look you can't automate anything or everything you can't right. automate everything in your school I mean really running yeah. a martial arts school still is a personality driven uh, business yeah and so um, I, I know that there's a lot of people a lot of companies also a lot of uh, coaches that are that are really um making things well talking about the fact that you should automate as much as you can and do i disagree with that no i don't disagree with that but i also think that you've got to be careful that you don't fall into the trap of automating everything uh because i I really well i know that your numbers will suffer if you automate everything just with regards to that topic, before we dive into other things, what, what's your initial thought when you hear well, that topic? You and I are definitely masters of automation. However, we also know when there has to be human interaction. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we know of people that open up a school and they're brand new, right? The school is new. They're new. They're just starting. Um, and they try to run their school like a big school. And they automate everything and they really shoot themselves in the foot because they take out the inter human interaction part. 
Like I have to tell you this, this had to be a hundred items that I wanted or tried to buy on the internet. And for some reason, something wasn't working and I couldn't even call tech support and it, or, or try to learn something from, let's say I do Google advertising and for, for a lot of clients and I advertise their schools. Um, but let's say Google changes something and now I can't figure it out. It's not working. It, it takes me weeks, if not a month just to get to somebody live. And it's the biggest and most frustrating thing ever. And this morning, by the way, I sent you my questionnaire. I texted it. I emailed it to you, Dwayne. And I said, maybe if you could take a look at it, I had uh, like 30 questions and about 30 people um, filled out the questionnaire, but I wanted to get your opinion on some of it. Like I'm looking at it and trying to get a consensus and, uh, and understanding like what, what I could do for whatever the question was like, um, have you ever attended one of our special parents night outs like Nerf Wars or Halloween party? A lot of no's, a lot of yeses, you know, and the reasons why they didn't go. So I'd like to see your thoughts on what you think maybe I, what I'm missing in the questionnaire, but it goes back to like communication, right. And education. Every one of these questions boils down to communication that would have fixed it somehow, or they didn't read. We tried to communicate, but it was on whatever platform and they ignored it. They don't have the time. There's more, no time. I don't have time. I didn't have the time. We had other things scheduled on this questionnaire than I could have ever imagined. And you know, what's interesting too, one dynamic, um, the biggest thing that shocked me was that 50% of, or 60% of the people that filled out this questionnaire say that they do not use social media at all. Mm. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they don't engage at it at all. I wonder though how true that statement is, to be honest with you, because there's people that have, I, I would venture to say that some of those people that said that they don't interact actually saw your ad on Facebook, clicked on it and signed up. Could be. Facebook. That's now, an interesting comment. Now, they may, what they're saying may be true in their own mind, meaning that they're not posting on there they're really not um, engaging on there with regards mm -hmm. to those type of things. Right. So I don't know if, if the, the question would be clear enough to get the result that you are looking for. Does right. that make sense? Oh, totally makes sense. Yeah. So that's why, of course, it's a uh, overall, right. I'm mm -hmm. trying to get a bunch of people's opinions and try to gleam out some errors. Like uh, one of my other questions was, do I Say, yes. you lost me. Yeah. Can you say that again? I said, <laughs> are you making a joke? No, no, I said, <laughs> one of the questions was, do I communicate too much? And, and they, their answers were some of them slightly. Yes. Were the, but the ones that said, yes, that I communicate too much are the ones that read the material. So if I sent it out five times, they've read it five times. The other people are like, no, I need the reminder. I need to be constantly reminded. Please tell me we love the communication. And I thought that that was a, a point, a point of uh, <coughs> frustration for some. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that being, yeah, I already read this. Come on, you know, or I already bought it or I already did that, you know? But, yeah. 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 So, you know, look, um, do I think that we can automate a lot in our business? I do. I do. But I also think that we can get into a trap of um, allowing the computers to do some of the work that really we should be doing. And so, right. 
let's just take your initial funnel that you know you have on your Google AdWords or your Facebook advertising or even just your regular website. Um, you know, really, as soon as they opt in, and if they don't take the next step, like let's just say it's a two-step process. They opt mm -hmm. in and then they schedule. Or maybe yes. it's a three-step process. They opt in, give you more information, and then schedule. Whatever it is, um, really, you know, within the first five, 10 minutes, in a perfect world, you should be on that phone. Yeah. Calling them. So if you see that they didn't take step two, they took step one, but they didn't take step two out of a two-step process, you right. should be on that phone. But what do we what do? We do? We go, well, they're getting emails. They're getting text messages that they didn't complete their registration yeah. or whatever it is. Um, I was so impressed. I can't, I don't remember. Oh, it was my pool store. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I called on a Saturday morning uh, about a cover. I was going to close my pool this year. Um, and, or when I was going to close my pool this year. So I called and it went to voicemail. Well, I didn't leave a voicemail. I was like, you know what? I'll just call back. And I kid you not, probably five to seven minutes later, they called me and said, hey, wow. you know, this is uh, Blanchett Pools. We noticed that you gave us a call and didn't leave us a message. We wanted to see what you needed. That's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Nobody does that. Right, right, right. Now, I can assure you they don't have automations anyway. I mean, obviously, if you leave a, a voicemail, that's automated to a certain degree. Right. You still have to follow right. up with them physically. But I didn't even leave a voicemail and they called me back. How impressive is that? Yeah. Well, hey, have you ever inquired about health insurance and you go to a website and you put in your name and email and literally you hit send and the phone is ringing and they're like, hi, we're calling about your, I literally just sent it over and within seconds they're calling me. And then it's a nonstop barrage of phone calls from different companies. Uh, but but then it, there's so many other, other sides of the coin. Like I have... My, a guy just repaired my roof. I paid $2,800 about two months ago. Um, and he promised me he'd guarantee it if there's any leaks. And I have leaks. I've been texting him and emailing him. Not one response. So either he's going to rip me off and not come back or he's just so unprofessional. And there's so many companies that are unprofessional. Like well, Google, Google's like that, dude. Like when I do, when I call up tech support, I, they won't answer for days, for days. Like they just, and then finally someone will call you back. Meanwhile, I need to fix the problem immediately, right? So I got to go on and figure it out. Yeah, it's, it's an emergency on your part, but not on theirs. Yeah, right. Which yeah. is a shame, right? Because it is an emergency if it's my emergency, right? Because I need it for my clients. So it's yeah. amazing. So you know, look when you uh, and and I I don't know about you, but have you you probably have you talked to school owners? Well, I, I tried calling and I left a message and I didn't get anything. Right. Right. Okay. So call the next day. Yeah. And call the next day. Like I've yeah. had, I've had program directors and I've had instructors ask, well, how many times do you want me to call? I go, I want you to call until they, they say they don't want you to call anymore. Yeah. I've had, I've had situations where um, I've had people join my school and they say, Hey, you've been calling me for a year. I once had a mom who literally recited my message. Hi, this is Shion Alley from Long Island Ninja Jitsu Centers. And you know, I'm a, and she, cause she would listen to it, hit delete, knowing that I'm going to call back. So when she was ready, she finally came in and signed her kid up. So I, re, I remember like persistence is everything. And I tell my virtual assistant that too, do not give up. No answer, call again. Just keep leaving messages, change it up every little once in a while. 
you'll get in touch with them eventually. And may, if you don't, what does it take you? Two seconds, three seconds to call and leave a message? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at more like, you know, 20 to 30 seconds yeah. um, when you, cause you know, I, I, I use the automation in our spark, mm -hmm. uh, you know, spark membership software where I have a task. And once I do that task, I leave a comment on based upon what I did during that task. So if I left yeah. a message, I put LM, if I sent a, a, an SMS, I, you know, I put SMS on there and then I actually attached the SMS, you know, a copy of that SMS inside of that thread so I can see what's been happening. That right. way anybody can, you know, uh, go in that thread of that task and go, oh, okay, yeah, somebody, uh, you know, uh, Dwayne called, uh, Bean texted, uh, Kent right. uh, sent an email. Like, I, I mean, it's just all there. And so, <clears throat> yeah, it's going to take you, you know, 30 seconds to like review a couple of things and go, okay, yep, yep, yep. All right. I see. Unless you're the one that's always doing that person, then, you know, yeah. you actually remember what's going on, but it's so important to have that human touch. We would not, we, so that's just a lead or a prospect, but think about the school owner or the schools that when somebody comes in, yes, they're greeting them. Maybe they're not, um, you know, they're, they're checking them into the, uh, the software or whatever and getting them into class. But what if, I mean, if we automated uh, the, the class, right? We put them out on the classroom and we just had a video screen and, and we had a tape playing. I mean, would you do that? Would you, would you do a tape player in that? I wouldn't. I mean, how many people would we sign up if we automated the classroom? Think about that. And I think I lost you, Allie. Yeah, you're gone. Hopefully you pop back in. Let's try that again, my friend. Well, let me see if we're still on the air here. This ought to be interesting. Give us just a second, if you would. Heck, I thought maybe it was my internet or something that uh, that did this. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like I'm still on. All right. So anyways, with regards, and if you can, if you're listening and you can pop in, let me know. Hey, Allie, it looks like you're coming back. Let me get you in here. Yeah, that, that was, that was really weird. Uh, that was really weird because you froze. Then it said lost connection and then Facebook froze. So we're back Maybe on now. Yeah, it could have been a Facebook thing. So, yeah. but, but, but I heard like in, I still heard what you were saying during it and so here's the thing, if I could comment on that, that human contact, like for, for instance, this questionnaire, it took me time. Then it took me time because the one thing that Spark doesn't have is that you can't take the questionnaire, the question, and then put all the answers from all the surveys so that you have a consensus of what each answer and a bulk of people and the, their questions. But I learned a lot from people by just doing this questionnaire, like, 30 of my clients responded and I, I have a deeper understanding of what they want, what they like, how, how they think. And, um, that's the personal contact. Like you could automate all you want. I could communicate and send out messages and you could do, you know, we do automations on different promotional items and sales and events, but, uh, we need to really talk to the people, right? We got to. Yeah. Well, okay. So, we, I could, re, let's say there's, 
20 steps to go from white belt to yellow belt. I could record 20 different videos of each of those steps, building blocks from, you know, your attention stance all the way to your front kick to, you know, how, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you cut out again, Dwayne. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's the weather somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I could record everything. Like I could record those classes and then what? play them on the television, mm -hmm. you know, and, and how, how many individuals are going to stick around for something like that? Well, isn't that always the case? Like in this questionnaire, a lot of people would be, I'd like to learn more about how to tie my belt. That was one of them. And we have a video right on our app and it's like, you know, how to tie your belt. I also have a really cool video that I have on how to restring your gi pants and I learned from this judo guy, different way to do it. That way you just tie it in a loop and you pull it through and boom, you untie the loop and tie it. Like it's so easy other than putting a pencil and taping it and pulling the string or a coat hanger. This guy says, no, you just do this and shh, boom, done. So I put posted that video, but a lot of people, it would be really nice if you posted a video or knew, we learned how to do that. And I'm going like, just man, how can I communicate? Like, it's almost like, you know, uh, I don't know. You're talking, 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 and people are yesing you and nodding, and they don't hear a word you say. It's like huh? the Charlie Charlie Brown video. Remember, you know, every parent was wah, 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 wah. like, and that's that's what we go through. So we have to break down and communicate at in a way. And I think repetition is very important um, and continuous communicating the same message. But I think we feel as school owners, man, we shouldn't do that. People will be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to, you know, repetition is really the mother of learning. Yeah. So but you know what, to... according to my questionnaire, they're not annoyed. They like Good. it. You well, know, let me tell you this. I was speaking to a couple of um, uh, educators and they were talking about within the next five to six years, there is going to be such a deficit of people um, in education mm. that, like one of the proposed um, ideas, if you will, to solve this problem is, you know, let's just say it's a high school. So you don't have enough high school teachers. Right. But all you need to have is one English teacher, one math teacher, one science teacher, you, you, so on and so forth. Yeah. And then you zoom them into the classroom and then you just have a bunch of paraprofessionals that are in that classroom to answer the questions live Right. To the student. I mean, it makes sense. It, it, I just don't know how great it would work, you know, and, but you know, that's some, that's a whole nother conversation, but that's how they'll be well, able to do it. But that's automating. That's a form of automation is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's true. Pumping that in. And I don't believe it's going to produce a great product, nor is there going to be, and this is the most important thing I think in our studios or in any business but especially our type of business is you cannot create a, um, a true sense of connection right. through a television, through a smartphone, yeah. through an automation a video. There has to be, or a video. Like you have to have that physical one-on-many, yeah. um, one-on-one -on -one, uh, opportunities in order right. to create those. Sensei Arango, I agree 100%. And Sensei Arango also wrote, you have to be in the lobby 
shaking hands and genuine, be genuinely sincere and, and with the parents, uh, bring in their children and older students coming to your school. Always, I, he always ends his class with saying, I appreciate you spending time with us. So he's out there. He said he's like the maitre d' of, of the school. And I agree. I love sitting at my desk at, in the lobby where the parents are and talking and, you know, mixing uh, and, and communicating. But you're right. Like, I think you said, I forget who we were talking about, but we, we know of people that want to, they're new school owners, right? Brand new. They have very small amount of students, yet they want to run like they were a 400 student operation. They want to automate everything. They want to take out the personal interaction and so on. And I think that's a huge mistake because, you know, you, you could lose out that way. And part of that problem is, especially if they're a young person, is they're so used to everything being on this. So yeah. uh, per, um, how many times do you have to go to a website and you got to text somebody yep. to, to support? Like you can't call them. It's all tech support. Yep. It's all, you know, when, I say, when I say tech support, I'm saying T-E-X-T, text right. support, yeah. uh, not right. tech support. No, but you're um, right though. And then by the way too, you then they'll refer you, you ask a question on a chat bot. And the chatbot sends you a link to a whole form of people trying to figure out the problem. So one question that could be answered in a second is now taking you hours of research to try to find the answer, then to figure out the answer. And it's the most frustrating thing about our society today is that lack of human interaction. Yeah. And so then when you as a school owner try to model that <clears throat> with new customers um, you know, trial customers, and then actually new customers that sign up with you. <clears throat> it's a recipe for disaster. If you're not going to interact with your students uh, and your potential students with the parents and everybody else, uh, that part, the, the community, the relationship, that's what I'm trying to think of. Right. The relationship cannot be automated. You cannot automate a relationship. Right. And you can get very close to distributing and educating through automations and videos like you're outstanding in your video presentations where you're walking through the school and you're reading the information and explaining it to your people. And uh, those type of videos are great. It's just interesting though, to see how many people will like, even though they're hearing and watching how little amount of the information is going through, even on text. Like I had a guy yesterday and he's like, I'd like classes for my kid. And I said, I text him back. And I said, he goes, well, you know, I said, how old is he? And he said, three. I said, well, these are the days, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday from 4 to 4.30, Friday from 4.30 to 5. He says, okay, I'm going to come in on Saturday and do the class. So I'm like, okay, no, we only have classes and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It went over again. And he said, okay, I'll come on Thursday at 5.45 because that's when I can get in. I'm like, are you, I said to him in a joke, LOL, are you messing with me or are you just really not reading what I'm saying? And then the next, this is the fourth message. Now he comes back, asks the same redundant question about coming in at a different time. And then I said, again, you're messing with me. I get it now. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I need to learn how to read better. Finally, after five communications. So imagine the school owners out there and, you know, we send out a distinct, clear, succinct message and people read it in their own thoughts. Like I have a mom out of all of these, uh, one of her, uh, she, she had responded. Uh, she's one of my favorite moms too, but she responded with this big long thing about, you know, your questions are only one out of all 30 that responded or 32. You're very, very direct. Sometimes it sounds too 
uh, direct and chew, you know, like you're mad. And I'm like, it's simple questions. Like, have you ever, have you ever been to a parent's night out? Yes or no? Like, so, but she read it in a way where it sounds like I'm too direct. So she gave me all these suggestions and how I should have rewritten the question and so on, which I appreciate. But at the same time, it's funny what she saw and 30 other people didn't see that. Sure. Or, or maybe one other person <laughs> did, but they didn't have the guts to tell you that. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's you'll see when you read the questionnaire, you'll you'll see it on there. Yeah, no, I mean, I you are direct though. I mean, but that question isn't direct. That's right. just a question. And while you're doing is stating, you know, the the answer I would like to receive from you is either yes or either no. Yeah, I mean that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But let me add another guy commented, Darren Hunter. And by the way, Darren is from the UK. Um, Right, Darren, what part are you from? I forget, because we met in, uh, John, we met at the Nest meeting and did some coaching there or whatever, chats. But um, Darren wrote, there's another problem that the younger generations are now brought up with automations, text, what's up, WhatsApp, social media, message threads. Secret is to automate, but have nothing of value, uh, always to be face-to-face, -face. progress reports, issues, any issues to be parents. Yeah, I, I agree. Like parents conferences and so on. They're very important. Yep. And you can't automate that. <clears throat> no, you can't automate that. No. So, um, so the human connection, the relationship should not be automated um, in totality. Can you like, okay, again, we're going to go back to spark. I'm not dogging spark out. I actually love spark, but smart spark actually makes it so easy that if I wanted to automate everything and not have any human connection and, until I actually had to, I could. <clears throat> so from emails and text messages, when they first opt in to um, even, you know, if you set it up, you can do the, the birthday messages that get texted yeah. right on their birthday. Yeah. Looks like it came from you, but it was an automation. You know, now that being said, you got to you got to respond to that person. Right. Right. So when they say thank you, you text them back and say, absolutely. I hope you have a fabulous day or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's, that's sometimes with the automations. When we send out a bulk automation, like a, not an automation, a text, people think that it's a bulk text. Like I found this out recently. So they won't respond because, you know, on a group message, you respond and everybody gets the, your response. So I have to explain to people continuously, like even if I send out a group text and you respond, it's individually between the two of us. So if you responded to my text and said, yeah, my kid's a brat, smack him around. Not every parent is going to see that, just me, you know, that right. kind of thing, you know. So that's another misconception with automation as well, that it's just there. People look at it and go like, oh, I didn't realize that that was like when I asked for my questionnaire. I asked one person personally that didn't respond and they said, Oh, I didn't realize that was mandatory. I said, it's not mandatory, but I, I just want to know what you think. And then they filled it out for me. Right. So it's, it's something that we have to look towards. So do you do, let me ask you a question. Like in your school, do you do an orientation initially when people sign up and then do you do other parent teacher meetings or we used to call it a PSSR parent student sensei review, um, you know, and go over things. Yeah. So um, obviously when you come in to do your trial, right. We're having a meeting, right. That very first time, get them ready for class. The trial is a, a free uh, four weeks. Right. Uh, after the second class, 
beans on the phone calling them that next day. So let's say they come in, they start in on a Monday. They'll do that Monday and Wednesday class by Thursday, beans on the phone, calling them, talking about their progress that week, um, you know, individualizing it based upon that person. Yeah. Um, and then that following Monday, they come into class. And then that following Wednesday is when we have a um, an enrollment conference. So we're sitting okay. down asking them what they like best about the program so far. Um, you know, what is it that, you know, you're looking out of a martial arts program for Johnny. Um, and then we try to enroll them right then. Of course, they still have two other weeks if they don't want to. We give them special invitation at that time. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, they can do it later on. But all that being said, those are the first, you know, touches that we do. Now, going back to automation, I do have onboarding videos that they are getting. There's actually six right. yeah. videos that they get within that first actually probably within that first eight to nine days. How long are um, your videos? Uh, I think the first one is like a minute and a half. Okay. Uh, the second one is maybe two minutes and 23 seconds or something like that. So but little, I actually little chunks of information. Yeah. The only one that's really long is the very last one. And it's probably <laughs> a little over, it's probably like an eight, a little over eight minute video. Okay. But that one is the price of the program and everything that they receive. Mm. So that one is going to be a little bit longer. Yeah. And you know what, you know what, like we're trying and, and I'm frustrated sometimes because I'm like compared to, I was 25 years ago. Like my communication is like light years ahead of what it used to be my onboarding process. And yet no matter what we do, there are always those people who one misinterpret the words that we're saying, or don't quite get or understand what we're saying. So like I had to, like I, before I signed someone up, we, we do yearly agreements. I would say, listen, I just want you to know, this is a commitment. There's only three ways to cancel. Someone gets sick, you know, someone, someone moves out of the area. And of course, you know, if there's an injury or if you run out of money and you have a financial issue, just come to talk to me. And I'll, I usually just, you know, give them a month or two for free. Uh, but anyway, I had to, when people want to cancel six months later, they forget everything you said and what you, they signed for. So I put in the first thing in, in my digital contract, the first paragraph in red, bold letters with, with little stars on it. Um, Make note, this is a yearly com commitment. You cannot cancel if Johnny's bored or you just don't want to bring him anymore and you're liable for the full 12 months or two. Like that's the first line. So they yep. have to go below that to sign it. But the first one is in bold 22 point font, uh, you know, font size versus the rest, which is 14. And people still say, I don't remember this was a yearly agreement. And I literally yep. send them that. But the, the, their comment is, uh, I don't read this stuff. When I saw, I'm like, okay, I don't know what else to do. But see, that's not your fault. That's not your problem even. Right. But you know, it is, it is our problem though, when we're trying to communicate the way people get promoted or being more dedicated or upgrading to a better program or buying gear or coming to a seminar. Like that's a big one you'll find on my questionnaire, Dwayne, where people I'm saying, have we went to a thing called Masters Unite where my buddy puts this on every year. I've been teaching. This will be my 10th year coming up when I teach it. And um, people just didn't hear it. Like come to the seminar, train with these masters, have a fun time. The food is free. The knowledge is unbelievable. They're like, oh, I never heard about that. 
I was handing flyers out, like literal paper flyers to people. I had it on my board. I did automations. I sent out texts, emails, people almost like block it out. Like, again, like the Charlie Brown was, uh, was their parents were talking and they didn't hear a word I said. I, I don't, yeah. Well, I, what is it like nine times? You got to hear something, uh, nine, I think yeah. it's nine, nine or more times now yeah. in order to take action. Well, they used to say that direct mail was like four to six times to direct mail. This is 20 years ago. Now they say the direct mail piece doesn't even get recognized until after the 20th piece. So they might get it in the mail, look at it, toss it in the garbage, see an email, delete it, right? It takes 20 some odd times for you. What is your saying? Um, the easy part of the journey is just to penetrate the skull. Uh, <laughs> no. Half, half yeah. Or- yeah. Well, uh, Zig Ziglar, that was Zig Ziglar used to say that, you know, a message, a message can travel around the world in a matter of seconds, but sometimes it takes years before it penetrates that last yeah. three quarters of an inch. Yeah. And I have a client, my friend, we just had breakfast this morning and he said to me, he goes, I, he just finally hired a program manager. He had a hard time. One, one hired, they quit another like very short run. So he finally hired someone. He goes, it's amazing that when we follow up on the phone calls, we're like getting so many trial classes in. I'm going like, I've been telling you this for months. Like, well, he, he wasn't doing the calls himself. He, yeah. was, he was just saying, Hey, I don't have the time. He was busy running the school and, and paying the bills. And that's the thing. You do not not have the time. It is a priority. Mm -hmm. And if you as a school owner would actually track the amount of money that you're spending to get that name into your hat. Yeah. You would go, oh, my gosh, I'm leaving a two hundred dollar name or I'm leaving a hundred dollar name or I'm leaving a thousand dollar name on the table. Yeah. I once read a book with a a Buddhist monk and he says, you have to think of priorities like diarrhea. And I'm like, okay, that he goes, cause when diarrhea hits, there's no holding it off. Like you gotta go, you gotta go. Right. Like, you know, he said, that's how you have to have priorities. They're immediate. They're not when I get around to it. They're not like when I feel like it, right. You, and if you don't have that priority, especially with trial class calls or setting up appointments and for missed people who don't show up, following up, those things are super, super important. Well, and- but OK, so most people don't like to get on the phone and do a sales call. I mean, that's right. what it is. Yeah. So that's part of the problem. Number one, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you read the book or if you need to read the book by uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tracy, Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy, eat the frog. I read that after you recommended it to me. It was good. Short book too, by the way, for those that are nervous of books. It wasn't a big, thick book that took forever to read. You wake up in the morning, basically wake up in the morning and do the thing that you hate to do the most. The right. biggest thing, you 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 do that first. Okay. So if it is, if it is making sales calls, then you get on that phone and you freaking make sales calls. Right. Right. And if you don't know how to do it, just get on and try it. Because <laughs> yeah. Eventually you're going to find out what works and what doesn't work. Because if you get keep getting hanged up on or hung up on, then yeah. you know what you're saying isn't working. Yeah, Grant Cardone said that in his sales university that I took on, um, and had, I still have like a month left of it. And he said that you know keep on trying to sell until you get really good at selling. Don't give up on selling because you're not good at it, right? Like you need to, just like anything else, you try a spinning hook kick and you do it bad the first you know hundred times, and finally you get the coordination and the flexibility and the kick down. Like I just did a kicking class the other day. 
um, to, with my black belt club students, which my black belt club is not a black belt level. They're just any group body. I would change the name if I could go back in time. Um, and maybe it's worth rebranding at a later date. But anyway, uh, the, the people that were doing basic kicks, I'm like, you're doing the chamber wrong. You're delivering the roundhouse incorrectly. And we went over all the little intricacies and basic movements to make them better kickers. Well, look, anything Zig Ziglar's saying, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you can do it better. Right, right. Darren Hunter wrote, do the important, automate the less important. All sales need to be done on the phone. The enrollment is done on the phone, not in person. Um, uh, the person is how you show and demonstrate what discussed on the phone. I, I think I understand that more like we have to be more personally engaged versus doing everything on the phone too. Yeah. I mean, have I signed up people on the phone? Sure. You know, I'll give you a friend. So I had a task this morning. I'm running uh, our second location now, right now, because our, our um, head instructor for that location is actually in, um, in Ireland. Wow. So there was a task to call uh, a family because their, their uh, kid had taken a break and they were supposed to come back in October. Well, I got on the phone and called and she said, yep, we're ready. And right. I said, okay, what card number do you want to use? Or is there a different card? Oh, we want to use a different card. Here it is. Great. When do you want the payments? Doesn't matter. Just set it up. Okay, well, I'm going to do your weekly payments every Monday. Okay, perfect. Great. See you next Tuesday. Awesome. Remember, it starts at 6 or 6.30. So if you can be there 10 minutes early. Yep. Nope. I remember. All right. Thanks. And then I put them in the calendar. So they'll yeah. get an automated text just to remind them of their coming back first class. You know, that right. type of thing. Right. And that can be automated. But hey, you know. It was easy. Now yeah. they could have said, no, we don't want to do it anymore. And then I would have done the process of all of that. So for instance, there was a lady who, how, I, I know you've gotten these cause you've talked about this, Yeah. but I called her up uh, on Monday, no answer, left a message, called again today. It's Wednesday. I usually wait two days, called again on Wednesday. She picked up uh, and I, you know, I said, is this, you know, uh, hi, this is, uh, you know, Mr. Brummett from TriStar Martial Arts Academy. Um, is this Tiffany? And and she's like, yeah. And she's kind of like, what? You know, and I said, yeah. well, I'm calling because five days ago you registered for our two week free trial for Keith. And uh, we just needed to make a, a class time for you to take advantage of that trial. And she goes, I didn't I didn't do that. Yeah. Said, well, you have a son named Keith, right? And she said, yeah. I said, you live at and I gave her the address. Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, I don't know who put your information in. I said, this is your, this is your, is this your email address? She said, yeah, that's my email address. Well, the whole time I know she's lying to me. Yeah. Or what I get too is the husband or the wife fills the form out for their spouse thinking, you know, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll have my husband deal with this. And they never tell the husband they forget. Are you so serious? We, we, yeah, we get that all the time as well, where know. they go, no, we never did it. And I go, well, could it be possible that your husband or your wife did it? Yeah, that. let me ask her. Hey, honey, is someone on the phone for blah, blah, blah? And they're like, you know what? Yeah, I forgot to tell you. I filled out a form to get a free month. Of cl- oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Like, they are almost oblivious. I had my share of funny stories where I think people were up late at night drunk and they watched a Steven Seagal or Chuck Norris movie. They found the website, filled out the form, and in the morning they wake up and don't remember doing any of it too. I've had those. 
So, yeah, so and by the way, don't forget, you've got to get off at 1220 today, a little early. So we have a few more minutes. Yep. Yep. Um, but the text, I go, well, I go, I told her, I go, we've, you've been, have you been getting our text messages? Yeah. She goes, yeah, but I didn't know anything about it. And I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. Now bringing it up to you, I should have been smart enough to say, well, is it possible that your, your significant other right. could have put, like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even yeah. think of that. And then I figured, I figured it, that she would have said that if that would have been right. the case. Yeah. And it just goes to show how desensitized we are when we get automations. Cause I get them all the time in a text form and I hate it because I've never, I haven't in the last eight years, nine years ever requested a loan yet. I get finance companies calling and texting me all the time. I have no idea how they got me on the list. They, and so my easiest way now to get rid of them is say like, Oh no, I, I'm a, a cop in the city. I, I don't have my own business. Oh, okay. I'll take you off the list because it's business based. Right. But normally they're like calling and texting and I don't know how. So a lot of people, by the way, get that stuff mm. and they see our automation and they, they just delete it, swipe and delete. Right. And you're done. Yeah. Well, look, over the past week, week and a half uh, that I've been, you know, following our system, calling people, texting them, emailing them. Um, I, I, I've gotten a few a few trials that I don't think just through the automations themselves, it would have happened. So for instance, I, called, I was going to say real quickly, I called a guy yesterday. He said, look, I'm at work. Uh, can you call me around 3.15? I said, absolutely. I called him at 3.15. He still didn't answer. So I texted him and said, hey, I hope everything's okay. I know you said that I could call you at 3.15. If it's easier, here's the link to set up uh, the class. And right. then I put the task for me to look at it again today. Yeah. So I went and looked at it again today. He had already set up the, the class awesome. through the link, but it was the phone call that prompted all of it. Right. Yeah. And it's very frustrating. And I know you have to go. So real quickly, I was going to say, it's very frustrating when we as owners do tasks and they work that our, our staff maybe has gotten discouraged on or given up on or doesn't do. And I, when I coach people, there's a lot of times they don't do it either. And that, you know, the results is in the effort going forward. And we just had the last two comments uh, or one comment was if your phone call is simply to get them to come to class, then you're selling a class. This can be a problem with automation and auto booking a trial. The connection needs to be uh, made on the phone, on the phone, why they want to do martial arts and so on. So that's true. Like you got to reestablish the desire to be in and come into the school. I, I was doing calls yesterday, you know, for that second location. And uh, I, I had just left a message and hung up and then, then, then the phone rang. I actually thought it was um, one of the persons calling me back. Right. So I answered the phone. It's a great day at TriStar. I can help you. And she said, yeah, I, I was just calling because, uh, uh, you know, I wanted my, my two kids to, you know, try out karate. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was somebody else that I'd already called. Right. And I said, yeah, great. Let me let me look up your information. And, and uh, she didn't even say you shouldn't have my information. I put in the telephone number and I'm like, I don't have this number. Right. I don't have the number. So yeah. like it was funny because then I had to in my head, I'm like, what the heck? Oh, yeah. This is an info call. Like, right. how often do we get those anymore? Right. Yeah, yeah, true. Very true. Everything is automated. And and I and by the way, I book we book classes on a day to day basis. I might have 30 or 40 appointments scheduled on our calendar automatically on their own 
and maybe half of them will show. The rest of them now, those let's say 20 out of 40, you have to nurture them back through the door. Yeah, and you know, look, let's close out with this really quick. Uh, I think you and I both are in agreement that we should automate as much as we possibly can. Yeah. But in those automations, there should be human connections that- Interaction, yeah. That are, that are happening. They're interceding with those. So uh, from the first interaction, uh, meaning, you know, they opted in. If they don't go to the next step, you should be on that phone as quickly as possible. Yeah. If they yeah. go to the next step, but not the next one, then you should be on that yeah. phone. If they don't show up, you should be on that phone. If they, you know, uh, aren't uh, showing up for classes, do we have automations that text message right. them? Yeah. Right. But after a certain time, you should be on that phone calling yeah. them um, all the way through. So I just, I think automations are great, but please, please, please do not lose the uh, human interaction, that connection, because yeah. that's really why those students come to your school is because they want a connection right. with you. Right. That's why I have a virtual assistant for that exact reason, to make sure it's that personal interaction going on. So by the way, um, we, uh, we had someone on Facebook and they said, uh, does anyone recommend any podcasts for martial arts school owners? And Ron Sell said, do listen to Ali and Dwayne's podcast. It's it's great. So he from oh, the owner, nice. owner of Spark recommended our podcast. But uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. And we have uh, you know, a whole library, vast library of material. You could go to schoolownertalk.com and get that information. Uh, it's all waiting there for you. In fact, I think you could type in a subject, and if the subject is clear and we tagged it that way, they can actually see everything we spoke about that's on summer camp or, you know, retention or whatever. So it's a really great library of information. And please, if you like our podcast, you know, cause it was funny, a lot of other people posted other podcasts other than Ron sell. Um, they posted, you know, this podcast or that podcast, and we didn't come up as much. So please share with people, um, our podcast, you know, let the school owners that, you know, know about what we do and, you know, help them get some of this knowledge that we try to share with these amazing guests. All right, sir. Have a great one. Thanks. Yeah, you too. Take care, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. They can be reached at EliteInsights.com. Add health coaching helping school owners create a new and easy to implement revenue stream for your school. Visit adhealthcoaching.com. Lead Hunter Media, your online digital marketer and content provider. Visit leadhuntermedia.com. Academy Kings Growth Consulting and Management Group, they can be reached at academykings.com. And Spark Membership, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. They can be reached at sparkmembership.com. We will see you next time.